Hey, you guys! Welcome to the Skates and Throats podcast. This is your host, Chris Patton. We're on a part two of this weekend. Uh, apparently, there's some construction happening at Sean's house, but I'm here with my co-host, <laughs> Sean. How's it going, man? How you been? It's been a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. It's no rest for the wicked. Just, you know, constantly running around being crazy. Actually, uh, I wish it was construction. It's it, it actually is a printer. I'm selling hockey equipment, guys. Head on over to my sideline swap. <laughs> want to know what's up sponsor us sponsor our sideline swap yes uh can we get some six sponsorships but only white gloves that's yeah. it that's because we got filthy mitts that's all i sell <laughs> so i mean i mean uh I, I talked about some stuff with dakota yesterday which people will hear this is part two obviously of our weekend but um I, let's look at these notes and see what we can get into um I, some of these questions, there's one specifically on these notes that I have to bring up. Mm. How did you feel about that Marshan Couture fight? I uh, I actually didn't get to like see it, but I, I I'm sure when it comes to Marshan, he probably is. Hold on, I'm gonna bring it up now. <laughs> well, Lavin's Couture pops Marshan behind the net. Marshan pops up like he's about to fight someone. They both drop gloves and then they like realize that they're friends and they just they just kind of hug it out after that. yeah i'm watching it now yeah <laughs> yeah it doesn't look like anyone wants to fight it's just like they're like ah oh, the refs will come in in a minute <laughs> it's just like uh let's grab each other and see what happens i guess <laughs> yeah, i love that like still the crowd's going crazy and people are smacking the glass and they're just hugging not a single punch was thrown no no yeah <laughs> The the refs have been like breaking these fights up so quick lately. It's like, come on. I I, I feel like they're slowly trying to like eradicate fighting. Yes. Um, I mean, this fight was definitely, you could, I mean, it went a very long time, but zero hands were thrown. I think the refs were as confused as we were. (laughs) They're like, what's going on? Um, And I guess while we're on fighting, this is one that we talked about. The Flyers versus Devils. Devils obviously lost in shootout, as you're aware. Uh, Paul Mary catches the 10-minute penalty, misconduct penalty, (laughs) in the the first period of this game for trying to start a fight. So when you talk about eradicating fighting in uh, the the NHL, that's something you point to and be like, I don't understand. Like, I mean, he just, you know, the guy popped Hughes. He stood up for his team. He grabbed him. It's not like he slashed him, he hit him in the back of the head, anything weird like that. He just grabbed him and a fight broke out. And yeah. it was like a, a, a clean scrap in comparison to what normally happens when someone gets hit like that and the entire team just skates over their dead body and yeah. tries to wreck someone into the class. Um, how, yeah. did you, how did you feel about that penalty? I just – I don't see where that becomes a 10-minute, you know, like – like didn't didn't used to be like a two minute like if if the other guy didn't want to fight wasn't it like I don't know if it was instigating they would put it on maybe instigating or like roughing or something like like why are you giving him a ten minute misconduct for doing something that's literally allowed in the sport? So the worst part is he got the two minute um, instigator, but they also okay, gave him a ten minute ten. misconduct. So he couldn't. He, they basically sent him for ten uh, timeout for ten minutes. Did he did he say something? Maybe I don't know. Maybe he said something that the ref was like, okay, <laughs> that's out of line. <laughs> you can't be saying stuff like that. He was like, uh, I'm sorry, 
that you were so bad at hockey and uh, got <laughs> 10 minute apparently. I, I don't understand. It's just really hard to think in a rivalry game like Flyers versus Devils or Devils versus Rangers or anyone like that. Where a fight breaks out. You give them the instigator penalty and then a 10 minute on top of that. It's kind of like, okay, so you guys are just trying to suck all the fun out of hockey. That's fun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, oh, yeah, it's just one. That's like one of the rivalries, you know, like. Granted, I guess we have two, right? One with the Rangers and one with the Flyers. But yeah, like you can't be, yeah, you can't be like snubbing rivalries like that with these ten-minute misconducts. I mean, I guess we'll see if it happens anywhere else throughout the year. But as of right now, yeah, that's kind of bullshit, yeah. I guess. Yeah, I mean, like I could get it if it was like Miles Wood or Wayne Simmons who are just clearly uh, grinder goofs, yeah. <laughs> goons. Goon-esque players, we'll say. But this is Kyle Palmieri. The man's a goal scorer. He's not really known for his uh, fighting prowess. He was just standing up for his team. I was like, what was the misconduct on that? Right, yeah. Uh, so, that sucks. Yeah. But at least, at least he shoved it up their ass with a hat trick, didn't he? Oh, was that the other day? That was the game before, which is yeah. why... To me, it had a big hat effect of the game. <laughs> yeah, he had a hat trick, and then he skates out. He's playing really well. Gets Flyers, gets a 10-minute right in the first period, carries over to the second. Um, Still got two assists, though. Good for him. He did. And <laughs> speaking about our uh, our love, the Devils, they won last night. They got a win over Carolina, who's a very good team. Um, goaltending still looked like shit to me. Blackwood obviously playing back-to-back. But the devil's got to win. Yeah. <laughs> so it is what it is. Uh, did you get to see any of that game? And uh, Oh, yeah, I watched the whole thing. Okay, so uh, <laughs> yeah. what stood out to you as far as like how the devil's play? Obviously, 1-5-3 um, in hockey, all the score is always uh, right. misleading a bit. But, yeah, uh, that. And, yeah, that empty netter, right? Yeah, David so, Jefferson uh, dumping it from the defensive zone. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty... by chance. He wasn't even trying, I don't think. <laughs> hey, man, Berger has three goals. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> so, but, um, so I pop it in there. But, uh, I guess, like, uh, what I what I like what I'm seeing, and I, what it's something I've been saying for the past couple of years, we weren't able to put the puck in the net. We were not able to score. That was, like, our biggest weak point for the last couple of years. It seemed like we, we played pretty solid, but we had and we always outshot our opponent but could never score. Now, I feel like we can bang out with the best of them. Like, we can go tit for tat with some of the best teams in the league when it comes to scoring. But now, on the other side of the ice, we can't seem to stop the puck from going in. Yeah, it's it's not a lack of trying. I think the Devils have, like, three goals that they put in off themselves this year. So, (laughs) Um, yeah, it's it's weird. And we kind of talked about this in our previews when we first started this show. Uh, my big concerns with the Devils was was uh, I thought they were going to be more shored up with Subban being there. Mm. Um, I don't necessarily like the defensive lines they're rolling out for the Devils, but it is what it is. Like uh, to me, Andy Green should be on the top line because I feel like I trust him more than everyone else as far he, as defense he goes. He stepped up his game. I'll be honest. The last two years, I've been like, I, when does this guy's contract run out? But now, like, this year, he's really, like, turned it around. He, he's, I don't know, like, the last couple of years, there's some plays where he's turning shit over, and it seems like he's not trying, and we're like, oh, he's done. 
Like even on the Devils forum, like everyone's like, ah, he's he's dulled. Like, can we get him out of here? But then this year, he really stepped up to the plate, and I feel like he's really like probably one of our most pivotal players. Sometimes some plays start just by something that he does. Yeah, I mean, he's never been great offensively or breaking out of the zone, but he's also not a liability, which I feel like yeah. a lot of the rest of the defense kind of seems to be right now. Um, he's not he's not going to be the guy that's. Uh, break making a sick breakout pass like a PK Subban, um, but yeah. he's really solid in his own end. He's really great on PK. Um, I like penalty kill, I should say, because if you just say randomly PK now, you're talking about yeah. the Delphi, so you got to assume <laughs> we're talking about the Supernator. Um, yeah, it's it, the defense is weird. Snyder was obviously terrible in that seven goal game against Tampa. Uh, mm. Blackwood looked okay past two nights. I wouldn't say any, he didn't do anything incredible that really shocked or like stunned me as like, oh man, this is the answer. Uh, they need a goaltender. I don't know how they get there, but uh, they need a goaltender. They uh, obviously got two points last night, but uh, are currently sitting in the bottom of the Metro. And I actually think the bottom of the league right next to the Red Wings, if I'm not mistaken. So it's a uh, tough sledding, but Hughes did score. Last night, he's got three goals, four assists so far, seven points overall. Um, and Nico had one of the sickest dangles I've seen this season. Yeah, right? that was he nice. Just, he just fucking skated around Carolina, <laughs> made them look ridiculous, and sniped one home, which I love. I think Nico, Nico is going to become a great player. Um, he's just kind of one of those guys that had to grow into his role, as far as what I see. Yeah. Uh, any thoughts on all of that? I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I would say, thank God Nico finally got a goal. I think uh, they even mentioned it during the broadcast that he hadn't had a goal since like February of last year, I think. So like the whole like end of the season last year, he didn't score. And then I guess starting up until now, I mean, granted we're only like what, 10, 11 games in, but uh, still just, yeah, it's like finally he got that one. Now he's got his first of the season. Hopefully he can shake off those cobwebs, you know, and just, grind it out hopefully be he's been great like situationally it's just he couldn't you know he just wasn't getting those goals yeah like, i mean so. if, if you look at his stat sheet it's kind of awful right now he's one goal five assists uh six points but he's a negative five um what i would point to is that the goaltending has been kind of terrible so those numbers don't really line up to uh what his actual play has been i think he's been playing very very well um and like I said, if you go back and watch that goal from last night against Carolina, it's it's absolutely sick. Um, <laughs> the way he just dingles his dingles through the zone and just snipes one home. It, it was it was my favorite devil goal, maybe besides the uh, Coleman weird dive. Oh back. yeah, that one hander. <laughs> yeah. nice. Oh, and for the record, I know we were having a, a little uh, little argument because with Dakota, you know, with that connect me goal, being a Flyers fan. Um, I showed both goals back to back at my buddy's wedding and unanimously across the board, everybody said that Coleman's goal was better. So suck on that Dakota. <laughs> yeah. You're not here to defend yourself, but suck on that <laughs> other co-host. Uh, yeah, no, nah, the Coleman goal was just sick, but it's also, it wasn't like a skilled goal. <laughs> I think that that just kind of randomly happened and it looked like he was trying. Uh, yeah. But... Cause you see the wrist. That's like my whole thing as a player. You specifically see him turn over that wrist to pop that shot off. Yeah. So to me, I think he tried. I don't know. I mean, 
It could, like I said, it does look like it was kind of circumstance, but at the same time, <laughs> you, you just see right at the end, he gives that little snap on the wrist, and I was like, ooh, okay. <laughs> speaking but, uh, of uh, speaking of our, our co-host who's not here right now, um, Maple Leafs beat the Flyers in a marathon shootout. Did you see anything from this game? Uh, I think I saw a few of the highlights, but I didn't get to see the shootout. Okay, so going on my YouTube went, to watch after. <laughs> yeah, it, it went eleven rounds, so it's oh, the man. longest shootout in Toronto's uh, history, uh, dating to the start of the format. So I think they started doing it what like two thousand four, two thousand five, something like that. Um, absolutely crazy. Both goaltenders looked incredible. Elliot is has shined in net way more than I thought he would mm-hmm. um, for the Flyers, which I, you talked about a little bit last night, but. Uh, yeah, it's weird because Elliot's kind of their number one goaltender, and he was signed as a backup and kind of on this backup deal because they thought Hart was going to be the guy, and, and obviously Hart just played against the Doubles. Um, yeah, man, yeah, this... Hart's been pretty good too. He's like he's he's a real young guy though, right? And Elliot's been around for like ever. For forever, <laughs> yes. I, I would say Hart. Uh, it's just. I, it's one of those things where you wonder if it gets in your mind a little bit where you have a legend goaltender like that. You, I mean, we kind of saw it as Devils fans with Snyder and Brodeur, where Snyder would have a bad game. They put Brodeur in. Brodeur has a good game. Um, and they kind of just were like, right, I guess we're just going to ride Brodeur for a while. And he would, the brakes would get beat off of him because I think he was like <laughs> 175 years old. They're like, oh, I guess start, like Snyder's our starter again. Like it was just it's just a really weird situation, especially because how good Elliot has played this season, which I don't think anyone um, expected or assumed they would do. Maybe outside of uh, the Flyers coaching staff who made the decision, you know, to bring him back. Um, yeah, it, it was crazy. Elliot played really, really well, but Johnson was able to beat him stick side for the winner. Um after watch, after watch, damn it, Marner watch. <laughs> after Marner watch. Marner watch. Uh, he said, just keep thinking who they're putting out and who we're putting out. Trying to guess where people are going to go. Hope Fred saves saves us and hope we score on our chances. So essentially, he, that was coming out of the end of the game. Basically, he was like, uh, yeah, we don't we don't know what we're doing, which kind of <laughs> brings me into a thing. I want to uh, I don't know if you've heard this or, or saw this. I kind of like I said, once again, um, we're retreading some things. But mm-hmm. this one specifically, Ovechkin said Toronto's selfish, <laughs> 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 which was hilarious because it's Ovechkin. Um, yeah. Yes. That's got to be a shot at Marner, right? Like being, you know, with the whole like holding out. Maybe Ovechkin's finally speaking out about that. He's not a big fan of people holding out. I don't know. Or is he referring to their play? Like he you was, know, like, he was actually referring to their play, which like was kind of crazy. He, he had a he had a really good game against them, um, and they ended up winning in overtime. And I'm gonna pull up the exact quote now. Um, let me. Got some ads going. Hold on. Uh, yeah. So he came out and he said that they're playing selfish. They're they're. Uh, I'm trying to look up the Babcock quote quote because funny enough, the Babcock quote was actually better than the Ovechkin one. I mean, he basically just said like they're not play they're not playing as a team. They're playing for personal stats essentially. Yeah. 
Well, it's a bunch of young guns, right? Like, it's all a bunch of young guys just trying to, you know, put up numbers. Like Austin Matthews was what? He's on fire still. I think he's like he's got like a ridiculous. I would be surprised if he's not. Let me see. He's got to be like leading the league in goals, or at least pretty damn close. If he's not, oh, Pasternak's actually leading with 13. Austin's not too far behind with 11. I haven't been able to watch Boston at all, but apparently the pasta is tearing it up. He's tearing it up, but I hate them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all jokes aside, man, he's having a really good. I think he's in the top three yeah, um, he's stars. He's tied with Dreisaitl. Yeah, and Dreisaitl's been playing really, really well. I guess they're probably happy that they signed that contract. Um, Man, I am just having a tough time pulling this up right now, I, and I apologize for everyone out there uh-huh. listening. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to fill in the black, the blank noise, looking up leaders. The blank noise. <laughs> yeah, like let's say same, like you just, I guess, touching on the Oilers too. Like it's funny you see like league leaders, uh, Dry titles tied for uh, league lead with 13, and Connor McDavid is on top of the assists with 17. I wonder if those are correlated at all. <laughs> anyway. All right, I think I got. I think I Some got. Of those plays are insane. Watching, you saw that tic tac toe play. Yes. Oh. Some 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 great passing. Top, Man, yeah, and yeah. that team is just so ridiculous. Um. Yeah. So, uh, if Vetchkin wins in overtime, he comes out. He does say that they're, um, selfish, essentially. Uh, his he gave advice to Austin Matthews for trying to improve defensively as a young player. He's like, I think you should call Dell Hunter and ask him for advice, which I thought was pretty funny. Um, <laughs> Ovechkin basically had a ton of quotes in this thing, and I'm trying to get down to uh, Babcock came out afterwards. He's like, it gets your attention, hurts your feelings probably a little bit. It hurts my feelings. I can tell you that I'm a coach. I'm supposed to get this all organized, but we know this. We're working towards it every day. Um, and, and so it's not like Babcock just completely disregarded it. Um, he kind of accepted it and took it personally as a coach. He's like, they are playing selfish and we just lost. And thank you, Ovechkin, for just taking a dump on our team. Uh, (laughs) but when you think about Ovechkin in his career, he was kind of known as a, originally was known as a selfish player, just a straight goal score that was all he did right and um he kind of turned the corner so when someone like ovechkin says hey you need to be a little more selfless like your team is just playing for themselves not for the team and not for the two points uh, not for the importance of the actual win you kind of have to take it to heart uh especially if you watch if you've watched any of the ovechkin um penguins classic uh i think we've actually talked about ovechkin and crosby and rivalries before but like it was that like, yeah. you know, Ovechkin would be playing out of his mind, doing all the stuff, but they're not winning. Uh, they, they lost in the playoffs. So he finally got a cup. And I, I think this statement should, should mean a lot specifically to Toronto because they've had those two contract situations, um, last year. And uh, obviously, uh, Murner, watch <laughs> <laughs> this year. And it does point to the fact that like they have a bunch of great players, but it, it's not going to matter if you don't play for the team. Which I would, I, I could, I could say that about the uh, Devils a little bit. Uh, Taylor Hall shitting on yeah. the fans, shitting on the yeah, fans. Yeah, I saw that too. <laughs> 
they're they're not booing you. He's like, uh, we were you know we're one for three on power play during the game, and the fans started booing us. And I was like, yeah, but you're like twenty sixth in the league on fucking power play. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like we're booing the coaching staff, Taylor. Relax. <laughs> yeah, no one's actually booing you, Taylor Hall. We love you. You're a prince. Um, but it's just it's that to me comes off as selfish. Kind of what uh, Ovechkin was talking about a little bit. It's like it's not the fan. If the fans are booing you, it's because your your team has been bad. It's not directed at one player. Um, and I know that there's this like I'm a diehard fan. Obviously, I'm gonna. I, love what it, I think I even sent a message last night. I was like, well, I guess I'm about to watch this fucking Devils game, <laughs> even after the disappointing loss against the Flyers. If you're a fan, you're going to be a fan of that team, but that doesn't mean that you can't be upset of what they're doing and, and show your heart and emotion. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Um, well, I'll say, I guess, on your notes, while we're still talking about the Devils, uh, I don't want to jump it, uh, about Corey. Corey being done. He's done, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I've been noticing they keep putting like Blackwood in game after game after game. And I'm like, is, is Corey hurt? Is he hurt? But like, no, I saw a video on Instagram of him playing Suey with uh, with Nico. He before a game. And uh, yeah, I guess they're just like uh, they both suck. And Mackenzie Blackwood's our better option, which means <laughs> that Corey Snyder must be really bad. Snyder has the thing about Snyder is is he gave his best years to the Devils with a really shitty team, um, which, is, which is which is unfortunate. I think he played out of his mind for a really bad team for a long time. Then he had the hip injury. Um, he came back. He looked strong uh, at the end of last season. The preseason, he looked good. Um, but that defense in front of him is not the best as far as being like a a super good defense and he just looked slow and he absolutely got smoked by Tampa. Um, some of those you can go, okay, that's on the defense. They made some bad plays. Uh, but I mean, he let in a fuck ton of shots <laughs> that, that are normal ones. Like, you know, if we were talking about like 2014, 2015, Corey Snyder, he probably would have got, but uh, I think he is done. Devils obviously think he's done as well. They're <clears throat> they're moving some goaltending around. They actually uh, they did a trade, yeah, for a goaltender, um, Domingue from. It was their third string, right, from Tampa. Tampa, yeah. Uh, I think it was like a seven round, uh, seventh seventh round for yeah. next year's draft conditional pick. I don't know what the, I don't have any of the conditions in front of me of what that actually means, but. It, as far as the Devils go, you would assume that move that since he's playing in the AHL, they're going to move him to the AHL, probably send Snyder down, yeah, um, to and be the bring, starter to bring someone up. That would be my guess. Um, whether it's Louis Domingue or um, or you know they pull they pull someone up from the AHL, it's it's, it's a weird scenario and it sucks. I am a Corey Snyder fan. I like him. He seems like a super mm. nice dude. But uh, I also don't like my team getting their <laughs> brains bashed in by Tampa. Seven goals is uh, that's fuck. That's a lot of goddamn goals. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and all around the league, you know, there's been some great goaltending, and outside of that one, you know, the one zero win the Devils have had with this uh, Blackwood, I think had a shutout in that. We're seeing high scoring kind of across the league, which. I assume is to be expected, especially with. Uh... Yeah. Oh no, sorry. I was saying, yeah, you took 
took the words out of my mouth. I was going to mention, I wanted to say something about that too. Yeah, you can really see like the high, like, I mean, I even just went back like a couple days and I remember back when you used to see the games were like, eh, like if it was like three to two, it was a high scoring game. But now we're getting like five, one, four, three, seven, one, four, one, three, one, you know, like six, three, four to seven. Like, you know, like <laughs> just like it's crazy. Like uh, as Devils fans, you know, the two goal lead was like, damn, the Devils did really well tonight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're just going to run that trap defense um, that everyone hates so much. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's I, I did have him listed as done i think he i love Corey schneider and i assume if they send him down through waivers which i'm i think they will have to do to put him in the ahl he's going to get picked up by a team um that's in playoff contention i think that's good for the devil's salary cap and i also think it's time to part ways with schneider unfortunately who i really do appreciate he was kind of brought into a shitty situation with uh i mean Everyone knew that Brodeur was old and that he was kind of past his prime when he was playing for the Devils, but you still have to walk in and play for New Jersey behind a legend. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. some big-ass shoes to fill. Uh, and I thought he did really well, 14, 15, um, even, uh, even 16, I would say. Um, I, I liked that they made the trade to get him. It's just unfortunate that he had to play behind such a bad team for so long. I mean, like Yager had 30 goals for us one year <laughs> during this time period. Like, <laughs> I think the average age of the devils was close to 30 or, or 40. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously the team's changed. We got some firepower, but yeah, it's, it, it's, it's a weird scenario for Snyder all around. Speaking of goalies, uh, did you see Hellebot 51 saves? The other night. Yeah, right. Yeah, like a like a friggin' brick wall. Stonewall Johnson over there. <laughs> this man was playing out of his mind. Um, incredible goaltending performance. If you're if you're a fan of goaltenders or your goaltender yourself, definitely check it up. He they ended up winning three two. Just absolutely insane. And I also surprising about this is I guess San Jose to me seems better than mm. I thought they were gonna be. Uh, um, kind of everything relates back to the Devils because P.D. DeBoer somehow surprises everyone, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, before before the, the the thing that came out of this with P.D. DeBoer is he called his team soft before the game started. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which um, it's probably because I wonder he wonder if that got over to them. I don't know, but it's hard not to disagree with him after watching Couture and Marshan try to like make out and listen to. Yeah, I mean, if you if you took that fight (laughs) and put in the arms of an angel behind it, or like that Celine Dion song from Titanic, it's pretty much basically it's like uh, he's like he said. I don't think there's a worse word you can be called. And when he's referencing soft, but that's the reality of it. We got it turned in the right direction tonight. We had the appropriate amount of battle grit fighting our game. We've got to continue to have that. Uh, obviously, they lose, but there was, I mean, like I said, hell of a 51 saves. There's not much you can do about that. That man was just not letting his team lose. <laughs> <laughs> On that specific night, he was like, nope. <laughs> not today. Uh, yeah, not happening. But uh, also, real quick too, I wanted to say with with Schneider, 
I'm going to be – I keep saying Schneider, but it's Schneider. I will be so pissed if he goes to another team within playoff contention and then, like, God forbid they have to call on him and he just plays lights out. I don't know why. The Devils always seem to have some sort of weird thing that once we send a player to another team, they all of a sudden hit, like, the echelon and they can, like, do all this stuff. Like, I saw with Adam Henrique. Good player for us, great player for Anaheim. He's even one of the points leaders right now for them, I think, for plus minus. Like, you know, like I think we talked about it on the podcast where he just showed up in New Jersey and made Sammy Vatanen look like he, he he's never played a game in his life. You know, like I was like, well, he, he didn't do anything. Well, this year, Sammy, Sammy, Sammy has looked like that a lot this year. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, no, yeah, I totally get that. But you could also look at someone like Zach Crazy, which the Devils didn't want to overpay for, who's been in Minnesota being a good player, but they not a great player, yeah. they've done kind of and he's one of my favorite players but it's not one of those things to show up on the stat sheets and then and clarkson uh <laughs> another player that they moved on from hey, who has i love david clarkson ball. it was his back okay he's hurt he's actually never allowed to play again you hear that Do you yeah know? yeah it's, uh, it's, yeah he had to get his spine fused and all that poor guy very unfortunate and uh, i think i actually sent you a message or i sent a message earlier on our uh facebook messenger about uh, it was it was because of the dangle <laughs> we talked about earlier. Um, uh, Nolan Patch or Patrick it was it Patrick Nolan? Nolan Patrick. Nolan yeah. Patrick. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't, he has two first names. I always switch it around. Um, <laughs> a lot of people said the devil should have taken him as opposed to Nico. Same thing with uh, what we're currently seeing with Hughes and, and Capo, but. Unfortunately for this guy, he's how he's in basically a continuous concussion protocol, and he's got migraines. I guess they're debilitating. It's very unfortunate for such a young player. I think he's a really good player. Um, I, I'm not trying to be a dick, but couldn't have happened to a better team. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> fuck the Flyers, but um, no, nah, all, all jokes aside, that sucks for him, and uh, that's probably the. There's some big injuries we can kind of talk about here if you want. Is there any ones that stand out to you specifically? Because I, um, yeah, I was actually listening to. Uh, I want to say they were talking about it on uh, on Chicklets, uh, and yeah, this it seems like people are dropping like flies right now. Um, let me see. I'm looking. Who the hell? Someone. I'm trying to think. I know uh, Colorado. Yeah, Colorado's getting like destroyed right now with them. Yeah, I mean they, they lost two big that, guys out. Th- those are the big ones for me. Is uh, Landis Gog and Ratnan for yeah. Colorado, who's a very good team this year. And um, Landis Gog is out with no timetable for return, and he's probably they're saying he's probably going to be out for the season, which is awful for them. Um, Ratnan. He's on the injured reserve with the left ankle. No timetable for his return. I'm assuming he's probably going to be out for a month or two. They haven't really released anything else outside of that. And then the biggest one of all of them is Tarasenko out for the season. They're yeah. out till April. Uh, so if they go to the playoffs, he'll be back then. But uh, with Tarasenko specifically, he's one of my favorite players in the league. I think he's absolutely phenomenal when he's healthy. But this kind of seems to be something that's plaguing him the past two years uh you know obviously missed the playoffs and the stanley cup run didn't affect them they still won um but unfortunately for him 
he's he's out again. So the, those are the big ones that I saw that really stood out to me. Um, mm-hmm. If you're an Edmonton fan, Adam Larson's out, uh, which sucks for them because I think he's one of their more solid two-way defensemen. Mm-hmm. I like I liked Adam when he was on our team too, though. But I mean, you know, Adam Larson for Taylor Hall. So sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good one. Yeah, yeah. If I knew about it, if there was the only way that was going to be done is if I helped, I would have packed his bags for him and drove him to the airport. Yeah, you're like, sorry. I love you, Larson, but you got to go, bud. Yeah, but uh, uh, I feel bad for, for the uh, the Avalanche for sure. I, I actually feel bad for Nathan McKinnon because I feel like he's he's going to have to put the team on his back. You know, young guy still, ha- you know, but uh, so looking at the last two games back to back Friday, Saturday uh, you know, they lost 2-1 to the Stars, where he was the only goal scorer. And last night, they got shut out 3 nothing to the Coyotes. So it's – I feel like we're going to see a lot of that until maybe Ratning gets back or or at least until they figure out what this team is going to do without these two guys. But they're going to – they're definitely going to be struggling a little bit because they had a good start, you know, 8-4. and four. Well, they were 8 – what, 8-2-2, two and two, I think, before. And then they just lost the last two games. So now they're 8-4-2. Yeah, they're going to be spinning a little bit. I think St. Louis obviously will do a bit better because they're used to playing with Tarasenko, but that is a uh, – the Avalanche, they had such a hard, uh, hot start. And, um, man, those are some really good players. Tampa Bay also was hit with the injury bug and in probably the worst way you could be if you're a Tampa Bay fan. Victor Hedman is out, not uh, listed yeah. to return anytime soon. Uh, lower body injury is basically what it's saying on TSN. Um, but from what I've heard, it's looking like it'll probably be a couple months at least before he gets back. Uh, yeah. That's a huge hit for them. For sure. <laughs> yeah, he's he is their defense. Yeah, I mean, the guy plays like 28 minutes a night. He's absolutely incredible. He's probably my favorite defenseman in the league. Definitely the guy I would, if I was making a fantasy team in NHL 20, he'd be one of the defensemen <laughs> that I would go after right off the bat. Um, yeah. That's it's very, very unfortunate. Uh, Tavares is still out. He's got a broken finger. He's expected to play Tuesday against mm-hmm. the Kings. Um, so recently, you know, they've ran into some problems with that. It didn't seem to hurt them too bad last night because they ended up getting a win. Vegas had a weird scenario yesterday, and I, I actually didn't yeah. get to see this game. I think you saw it where mm-hmm. Subban was hurt. And Flurry has the flu, so who actually ended up playing in net? Because that was like our big contention yesterday afternoon when we were talking about this injury list. Yeah, um, I know they even gave the loss to Subban too. I think he didn't. He played up until the third. I'm trying to think of who came in. I was starting to drift in and out of consciousness at that time, and then I ended up waking back up again. <laughs> um, <laughs> Let me see. Uh, yeah, who the hell? I think they had to use. Um, don't they usually have that emergency goalie? They have to use him. I think. And that's what we were kind of getting yeah. into is like because they couldn't pull anyone up. Technically, I wouldn't think so. They would have to pull someone emergency because um, I think was it's like a day for waivers or whatever. Uh, so they were in a, a really weird situation and me and Dakota were talking about it. And my thought process was like, well, I just assume that Flurry's going to play with the flu. Like, that was my thought. He's just going to be like, all right, well, fuck it, boys. I'm going to play, I guess. <laughs> uh, it, and that's kind of why I asked. I did, unfortunately, I didn't get to see this game last night. So I am uh, oh, see. Um, pulling it up right now. Maybe you'll get there before me. 
but uh, yeah, that's just one of those weird hockey situations that happens every once in a while where you're just kind of, well, who's in that? What? Huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let me see. Well, it says, wait, maybe he did he still play hurt? Maybe they I, couldn't bring someone up because, yeah, he, he has 63 minutes of ice time and they did play overtime. So maybe yeah. they didn't pull him. So I, I'm assuming that he played then. That was, like I said, I didn't get to see this game. So it, it obviously it was last night, but that was one of the big, yeah. big list of injuries. When we were going through this list was um, <clears throat> Fleury is out, but also with the flu and also Subban was listed as injured. So I guess he played. He uh, was like, ah, and they were like, nope, nope, go <laughs> out there, go back. Yeah, like, uh, speaking of that game too, Kyle Connor had a, Kyle Connor and Matthew Peralt had a, insane game for them it looked like it was all over at the end where it was you know end of the first with 3-1 second period no goals at all but then Matthew Pearl puts up his second of the night Connor assisted then Mark Shifley scores Connor assisted and then Connor got the game winning overtime goal so he just he just was like hold on guys I got this yeah I mean the crazy thing for me about Winnipeg um Bufflin is still under a suspension Mm -hmm. and it's kind of they don't know if he's coming back or if he's retiring. They, they and said it, he got surgery now too. He had to get ankle surgery, so now he's like out just because he's like on recovery. Yeah, still it's, suspended, but yeah, it's it's such a weird thing that entire team, the line A watch, uh, <laughs> everything that's going on with Winnipeg. It's kind of crazy that they're sitting at base, uh, a little over five hundred. I think they're eight and seven, um, but. Obviously, they won last night, so that's that's good for them. Sucks for the Knights. The Knights are also having a really good season. They're eight five and two. Um, yeah, I I don't know where either of these teams kind of sit. I just there's only positive things I can say about the Golden Knights. So I'm assuming they're going to end up making the playoffs. I don't know about the Jets. I feel like they might fall off a ledge without Buff being back there. Um, I they score so many goals. <laughs> That's the the one thing like that's the thing that's always going to keep them in the game is they score so many goals. But I'm not I'm not a huge fan of their goaltenders and without Bufflin being there. um, Yeah. yeah. And they're not playing great either. Like, you know, going into last night's game, they were seven and seven, you know, just straight at 500. So did you see uh, Sveshnikov's lacrosse goal? Yes, actually, I did. (laughs) Okay, so you as a hockey player, tell 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 us tell me specifically the difficulty <laughs> of doing what he did because while it was an absolute ridiculous looking goal, my immediate thought was like, why the hell is no one cross checking him behind the net as yeah. opposed to like that was an amazing lacrosse goal. So maybe <laughs> you can give me a little bit of uh, you should like that way more. <laughs> <laughs> well, like the one thing is it's like it's weird like that goal alone it's 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 hard to do especially like. It's a hard trick to learn just learning it. Then it's hard to do it in a game. But then there's a difference between doing that like in how we originally saw it, like, you know, the Michigan goal, you know, in a college game, in an NCAA game. And then there's a whole nother like you did it in an NHL game. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, it adds like a whole different level. And I think they did it a little differently uh, than like the original um, Michigan goal where he kind of just like – he kind of laid the stick down and kind of scooped it up. I think um, he did it like by like picking it up on his toe, like in motion, like or like it was really weird. Like he did it in a completely different way. But either way, just absolutely filth, 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 tacular. And I hope he does it again. 
<laughs> so I wasn't correct earlier. The Red Wings are actually above the Senators. So the Devils are in dead last place in the Eastern Division with the Senators, not the, not the Red Wings. So sorry, Red Wings fans. Mm-hmm. You guys are... <laughs> you've played 15 games, so you're a few points better. Uh, by a few points, I mean you guys have nine points. The Devils have ten points, but it's still... The Senators have seven, so I guess it could be worse. Uh, like just go over the standings here real quick. Eastern Division in the Atlantic, the top two, Bruins and Sabres. Sabres, I would say, is probably the most surprising of that. Um, and the Leafs are actually behind the the Panthers right now. Um, and, and basically tied with the Canadians, so I'm sure there will be a fight <laughs> happening very soon between those two teams. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Any thoughts on any of the teams in the Atlantic Division? You got the Bruins, Sabres, Panthers, Leafs, Canadians, Lightning, uh, Red Wings, and Senators. Yeah, uh, I actually have something to say about the Islanders. They're like, aren't they? They're on like a eight game or a nine game win streak right now. Actually, they just won again last night against against Buffalo. They're nine and zero in the last you know nine games. I asked Tearing you about the Atlantic Division. You sorry, I know, but I'm looking at the Metro Division. division. Sorry. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, no, the, the Islanders, That's all jokes yeah. aside, the Islanders yeah. have been lighting it up. And, and Carolina, Same. even though they took a loss last night, to me, the Metropolitan Division is the one that's the biggest toss-up. Um, I'm very surprised as far as the Atlantic goes in the Eastern that the Lightning haven't been better, but knowing Hedman's injured... I could see that as a continuous trend just because he's yeah. so important to that team. Um, the biggest surprise for me is how well the Panthers and Sabres have done in that division. For the Metro, it's kind of uh, what we expected, mm-hmm. minus the fact the Islanders went on that crazy uh, win streak, like you said. But, I mean, it's Caps, Islanders, Hurricanes, Penguins, and then the Flyers are there in fifth place, and uh, the Devils and Rangers are having a hug here at the bottom. Yeah, having a hug. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, and- Oh, yeah, I guess touching on MA Atlantic, um, so I can actually answer your question. I mean, yeah, Boston, Boston's just firing on all cylinders. But, yeah, I definitely was was shocked about Buffalo. It did seem like like they weren't really going to be too great coming into the season. They are on a two-game loss streak, I think, because, you know, they lost last night to uh, the Islanders. But, yeah, they're, I think they, they kind of figured their, their shit out, I guess, in a way. Like it, I think at the beginning of the season they had a little little bit of a I I wouldn't say like rough start but ow, sorry cat jumped on my lap uh, it just <laughs> didn't seem like they were like gonna be you know top of the Atlantic you know battling you know they're one game away from tying Boston in points who ha- is ten and one you know like yeah I mean they they took a rough rough loss against the capitals they I think Washington beat them like six one or something but outside of that they looked pretty solid and in the game yesterday against the Islanders I think what was one oh yeah zero like scoring that was a goaltender so, battle they definitely or just like they're just tired and don't give a shit game <laughs> which is also possible there's 82 games man there's a lot of hockey that happens yeah i, I know yeah like... we're only like 15 games in pretty much <laughs> even uh i was gonna say too with florida i like florida i'm, I'm happy they're actually like kind of it used to be kind of like oh it's the panthers but now they're actually you know barkov is like tearing it up i actually really like him as a player so I, i'd like to see them uh it's going to be a little more interesting coming towards like maybe the uh mid-season Mark the all-star break and whatnot and seeing uh, where these guys are then. But uh, I, th- I, th- I see good things for them this year. 
I mean, I think this is the first time in a long time that we've seen the teams that, or at least that I remember, the teams that won the Stanley Cups are one and one in both their divisions. Because in the Western true, Conference, yeah. the Blues, they have 21 points. They have nine wins, three losses, and, and uh, three overtime losses. Which, you know, I don't know. So I'm assuming one of those is probably shootout if if we're just taking average. I haven't watched every Blues game, obviously. But right behind them is the Avalanche, um, who's on a four-loss streak. As we said, there's some key injuries there. I would assume that that trend's probably going to continue, unfortunately for them, because <laughs> they did start out really, really hot. And then the uh, the Predators have lost two games, but they're right there tied with the Avalanche, and the Jets are right mm-hmm. behind them. Um, I think the Jets are probably just going to sit where they are. I, the most surprising thing out of this entire this the entire central division to me is the Blackhawks are dead last. Yeah, I think, or at least, yeah, right, yeah, they're tied and they're tied with Minnesota in points, so they're both just sucking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I guess technically Minnesota would be dead last if because they played more games, but I mean they're what nine points apiece, and and Chicago's look absolutely awful. Um, and they kind of looked like that last year as well, and then they turned it on midseason. They're one of those weird teams that kind of have a slow start. It's just when the top of this division already has like 18 points, mm. let's just go with that. That's uh, You're already asking for trouble. It's kind of where the Devils are too. Um, regardless, if they have a hot streak, when you start out so slow like that, it's going to be hard to come back. Like, they have 10 points, and the Capitals have 23. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's uh, those one-point games where you're just getting one and so two at the beginning of the season, they, they do make a huge difference. I'm not saying it's uh, impossible, but <laughs> looking at the Blackhawks right now, I don't think there's a way that they climb this uh climb this division yeah. uh that in in the pacific we got the oilers the canucks the ducks golden knights flames coyotes kings sharks in that order uh oilers have 21 points mcdavid is mcdavid that's yeah. <laughs> you know good for them though because like we've been shitting on them for the past like what five years and we're just like ah edmonton just keep giving them first round picks and never gonna do shit and now you know all of a sudden they just came out this year and they're like you know what we're gonna be I feel like they almost uh, what is it what is it called when you make a bet with somebody and then they just like destroy you and they like you get you get like scammed almost there's a word for it but I think that's what they were doing like ha we could have done this the whole time because <laughs> they really didn't make any like changes like it's not like they got some big like player or like anything like that nope they just finally were like all right I think we want to play now I, I mean they gave people money <laughs> over true. the off season so maybe that. <laughs> them to play better um i'm still not sold on the oilers i think their defense is terrible and uh adam larson being out is definitely not going to help them they've just been able to score more yeah. like score more like mcdavid's been on a tear i will say i'm still fucking pissed about that mcdavid goal against the devils that tipped that thing into overtime um so i'm kind of kind of jaded on mcdavid the refs and the oilers right now but uh, yeah, no. All jokes aside, uh, the most surprising thing for me is how good the Canucks have been. True. Yeah. Yeah. And Elias Pettersson is is killing it. I think he's one of the points leaders right now too. Twenty assists, I think. Kids, kids doing really well. Man's an absolute monster. Um, if I had to root for anyone in this division, it probably would. I mean, 
I mean, it's hard to hate the Canucks. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, there's not anything about them that you really hate. They've done a lot. I mean, I don't like their owner, mm -hmm. I guess, if I was going to point out <laughs> something that I disliked. But uh, as far as, you know, losing the Sedins, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then having to rebuild through the draft and having this very young team with uh, Elias and, and uh, the other Hughes. <laughs> the other Hughes, the other Hughes Quinn, um, good for them, man. I'm glad to see them making moves. It'll be interesting to see if they can keep like keep it up. Uh, yeah. They're nine three and two, uh, 20, 20 points, and then obviously the Oilers are, are ten four and one, so they've played one more game. But uh, to me, you know, the Canucks and the Ducks being at the top of this is really surprising. Mm -hmm. And I don't I don't expect the Ducks are gonna stay there. I honestly yeah. I don't I don't expect Anaheim is gonna stay there at all. Um but yeah, and and and, and like the the Kings being at the very bottom, that's not surprising to me. Um yeah. they were a team that was so good for so long that eventually you know it one of the scary things is, I mean, if you look at like San Jose, they were one of the better teams going into the playoffs last year, and they have nine points. I think they're tied for last in the league, right? Yeah. No, 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 no. Ottawa's the worst in the league. Sorry, at seven, yeah. but they're tied for second worst <laughs> with like literally four other teams, like Chicago, Minnesota, Detroit, and them. It's a four-way tie to be second worst. I mean, to be <laughs> fair, the Devils are only one point out of them. Hey, Just but we're so not ever. second worst. <laughs> yeah. <I'll> so. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the Red Wings are at nine. So, I mean, there's, um, hey, we're only one point behind the Rangers, though. So there's always that. There's always, there's always that. No, um, the, like I said, the Metro, I think, is the weirdest and most surprising thing. Uh, is there any, like, fights or goals or anything that stood out to you in the past week? Um, not not particularly other than the Smechnikov goal it was really just because that's something you don't really see too often. That and the Oilers, that Oilers, um, McDavid, Dreisaitl, like just like pass, 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 shoot. Like just <laughs> around the defender, looked so silky smooth, like they've practiced it a thousand times, which they probably have. But it was, and that one was like one that I saw and I was like, oh, like. I only get to see every so often if I'm like, you know, trolling like Twitter or something like that. I'll see the stuff unless I actually watch the game. I mean, if you're the goaltender in that situation, do you just take the two minute penalty and throw your stick at the puck? <laughs> you might as well. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> I know that no one does that. They're going to try to play the play, but that would be what I would do. I'm just like, I fucking dry sidle and McDavid. They're passing all over the place. I have no defense over here. Fuck it. <laughs> just throw yeah. my stick at him. Like, <laughs> I think you even see the goalie. You could just see, I think they show the goalie and his face just says, what the fuck was I supposed to do there? <laughs> like, you know, it's like, like poor guy. Like he was just like, Jesus Christ. I, I love that Rask at least always lets us know. Um, not a huge, yeah. <laughs> As everyone knows, but at least when some shit like that happens to Rask, you know something's getting broken. <laughs> like, <laughs> he always lets us know. He was like, well, what was I supposed to do? Let me break this stick real quick. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah I, I really feel for that poor goaltender. Like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do in that situation? Um, yeah. So I think uh, our we, we talked a little bit um, last night and give you opportunity to speak up on it. But uh, we had a whole of fucking awesome inductee, uh -huh. which is uh, Willie O'Ree, who is oh, yeah. basically 
Jackie Robinson of hockey played a lot in the WHL. Um, obviously played one season with the Bruins. Any thoughts on Willie O'Ree? I mean, yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, for, he was the first uh, he was the first African American player in the NHL, I believe, right? Ever? Yes. Yeah. I mean, and he's still kicking. Eighty-four. God bless his soul. But uh, <laughs> he's yeah, also I, an awesome interview. Like, if you ever get a chance, there's a great episode of I think uh, Greg Greg Wyshynski, uh, What essentially was their old podcast? I'm trying to remember. It was like Pucks, not Puck Soup, but the one they had before that with uh, Greg Wyshynski and uh, Merrick. Mm. Um, they do a great interview with him. He's he seems like a really down to earth person. He talks about uh racism in hockey and and uh especially the time period he started out and he was like yeah he said canada was the worst they told him to go back to the south and pick cotton which is that's surprising funny. because yeah. i'm from georgia so i just assumed that it would be not canada <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but yeah like he he played for boston that's his nhl break-in but you know during his time period, the WHL was a thing, so he had a long stint with the Los Angeles Blades and the uh, San yeah. Diego Goals. Goals, like yeah, the and he was really good for them too. He was like one of their one of their guys. I'm like yeah. looking at his stats right now too. 60 point seasons. So he had a 79 point season in uh, in 68-69. Yeah, and I mean in the WHL he had uh, you know 328 goals, 311 assists. Uh, absolute monster definitely worthy of being inducted into the hall of fucking awesome yeah i uh, concur and <laughs> great <laughs> so uh yeah i'm uh, trying to think if there's anything i missed i think we're about ready to wrap up unless you got anything specific you want to talk about uh let's look at the current matchups today i haven't looked at t- i'm sure there's a only two games today i think yeah uh, I think it's Washington. I'm forgetting who Washington's playing. Uh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Washington, Calgary, yeah. And then we got Blackhawks, Ducks. So there's a win for the Ducks. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'll man. probably check out the Capitals Flames game. I feel like that'll be a, a little fun one to watch. Yeah, uh, to Chuck's just fighting everyone right now. So that'll be <laughs> <laughs> maybe him and maybe him and a uh, Veskin will square off. That'll be great for everybody. <laughs> so that's probably a good watch. That'll probably be the one that I watch. Um, I just I don't know unless Patrick Kane turns on the rocket skates. Uh, <laughs> Blackhawks have not looked good. Recently. Yeah. Um, and and the Ducks have looked good, even though they're sitting at nine and six. It's it's they're surprising. But uh, yeah, I mean that's all I got, bud. Um, do you want to say anything? Give some taglines. Maybe talk about uh, your Twitch and all that good stuff, and then we'll head head out. Well, I, I've actually announced my retirement from Twitch, sadly. Why? Uh, Why are you retiring? I just I I feel like there's so many things I need to do in my life, and I just like I guess my efforts. I feel like my efforts are spent better elsewhere in a way. I might still do YouTube on the side but as far as like the streaming like coming home like i should be going to the gym but instead i'm hopping on the computer and stuff i'm trying you know i'm making some changes that's all yeah i mean just play you know just play Fortnite and work out at the same time half fair, of it or, or play PUBG. you just hide in the bathroom you know get your reps in <laughs> <laughs> get out of the bathroom uh PUBG mobile 
Isn't isn't that what Twitch players do? <laughs> something, something like that. <laughs> no, all all jokes aside. All right, well, I think you should keep it up because they are very entertaining. I specifically like uh, the stream I watched with you and your fiance. Um, I thought that was very fun. You guys should do more of that. Maybe play some Until Dawn or uh, one of those cool story games where you both can participate. I actually enjoy that. So don't don't give up on your dreams, dog. You, <laughs> you too can make as much money as Ninja. Right. <laughs> don't let your dreams be memes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, so uh, you want to give your tagline for Twitter anything? Uh, yeah, yeah. If you guys want to, you know, ask any hockey questions or anything like that, I'd, I'd love to actually talk to some of the people who listen to the podcast and see what you guys like, what you don't like. You can find me on Twitter at, at K4Kills. That's letter K, number four, kills. K-I-L-L-S. <laughs> and you can always hit me at at Chris R. Patton on Twitter and at Christopher.RPatton on Facebook. I'm also on Instagram, but there's not a lot of posts there. That's also Chris uh, at Chris R. Patton on Instagram, I believe. I think it's the same tag. I should be easy to find. Uh, <laughs> and as always, make sure you check out the Geek Fabs Live. Uh, this Monday, I'm going to be on Monday Suck with Dane Alves, the co-host of my wrestling show that I do, which is uh, Wrestling Geeks Alliance. Uh, happening Thursdays and Saturdays. We just did a show today. That should be posted up by the time you guys hear this. And, uh, yeah, we're going to talk about that Wu-Tang on Monday, the end of the mm -hmm. Wu-Tang series. So make sure you tune in for that. It's going to be a good time. Hope everyone has a wonderful Sunday. Uh, Sean, I hope you have a wonderful Sunday, man. And, you as well, uh, sir. <laughs> everyone, uh, <laughs> you know, I, how, how do I wrap this up? What do I, what do I, what, what's that a famous? It was uh, like. It was like a goal that was scored in the playoffs. Time against a team that sucks. Uh, Henrique, it's over. <laughs> <laughs>